1025 The Bone Real Raw Sports Update. So, they got to be down to 53 players by 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. I believe I just saw only four more cuts. Yeah. And then they'll be there. So it's smart with the new rules and everything, with the new preseason only being three games. It used to be where they had like two different cut down days. Now they do it all at once because it's only three preseason games. That way they can they can really take a little bit more time to evaluate the entire roster. When you start cutting people after game one or two of the preseason, then um, you might not get to see everything they have. So this is kind of a, I don't know, it's, it's kind of a win. But at the same time, some tough cuts are going to be made. Like, a lot of, a lot of good young talent, especially in the draft and the un, 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 undrafted free agents we grabbed uh, this year. So, how many this? I mean, the Bucks last year were the oldest team, right? Are they now one of the youngest teams? I would say probably. Yeah, they got to be up there because I don't know. It's kind of like a you don't want to say a rebuilding year, but. Um, well, it's just they, they had to do it. I mean, they had to get rid of some cap. They had to cut yeah. some players that they wouldn't have necessarily wanted to part with, but just yeah. had to out of necessity. So here are the cuts so far, and I'm on uh, on uh, Peter Report right here. So David Moore, wide receiver, I really wanted him to make the team, and I hope he clears waivers and goes to the practice squad because I think you can keep 16 people on the practice squad now which mm-hmm. is since it's a new uh, pandemic rule. So they kept it in place. So th- that's good. Uh, J.J. Russell, linebacker, inside linebacker, uh, got a lot of playing time in the preseason because K.J. Britt's been hurt. I liked him too. So I hope he ends up on a practice uh, squad. Um, besides that, offensive lineman Raekwon O'Neal, he's been cut. Willington Pev- uh, Pavilion, defensive end, I uh, no idea who he is. He's gone. Um, Richard Lecante the third, they just signed like last week. He's a corner. He got cut. A lot of these guys, you don't know who they are. So I won't even read the rest of them, but the ones that you may, um, may be familiar with, uh, John Wolford, third string quarterback. And we talked about this off air. They only kept two active quarterbacks last year also, which was Brady and Gabbert and Trask ended up on. The, um, they have this new thing now this year because of what happened to the 49ers in the playoffs last year when they were down to, like, no quarterbacks. Now you can keep an emergency third quarterback on on the they – can, they can dress, go to the sideline and everything. And if something happens and your two quarterbacks get hurt, you can activate – in the middle of the game, you can activate your emergency quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember there was – like the wide receiver that yeah. was playing for, uh, I think it was Seattle, wasn't it? No, it was 49ers. 49ers. It was uh, Brock Purdy got hurt. It was against the Eagles. Brock Purdy got hurt. Josh Johnson got hurt. They were down to like, they had no quarterbacks. Yeah. So I think like, it happened a few times. I think Christian year. McCaffrey had to play quarterback. Yeah. So so they got that rule in there. Um, Pat O'Connor, defensive lineman. I love Pat O'Connor. He got cut mm-hmm. today. So hopefully he can end up back on the practice squad and make his way back onto the team. Um Rookie free agent Jose, I think actually I think he was a sixth round pick. Jose Ramirez, or he's a free agent, linebacker, uh, outside linebacker. He got he got cut today. Uh, Patrick Laird, who's a running back, who to me looks like Christian McCaffrey, and he's really good. Like I like watching this kid play. He got cut. Hopefully he makes it back on the practice squad. 
Kalen Geiger, good receiver. And who knew that we were going to be so deep at receiver with these young guys? They all played extremely well in the preseason and in uh, OTAs and everything else. Uh, Trey Palmer is poised to be a star. And I know every every preseason you think you got that guy and it's like the it's like the uh who was the uh the guy with the afro from nebraska back in the day bell yeah everybody thought he was gonna be great and he was a flop trey palmer looks like a damn stud he had another ridiculous catch um saturday night and i don't even think the ball was being thrown to him he jumped up 10 feet in the air and caught this pass he mossed this defensive back caught it over the top of him and i'm pretty sure the ball is being thrown to somebody behind him but he is, he's a stud. He's really, really good. But uh, because of that, you know, now, now we don't have Geiger on the team. Geiger, I thought, was great. Um, Tay Barber, wide receiver, meh. Ronnie Brown, running back, I thought looked pretty good too. Did not make the cut. Um, then uh, the, the John Molshan, offensive lineman, he's probably going to end up back on the practice squad. Uh, USF player, Deidre Sanat, yeah, got cut today. Yeah. So he'll probably end up end up back on the, uh, you know, on the uh, practice squad. Nolan Turner, I thought played really well. Safety, he's probably gonna. These guys are probably gonna end up on the practice squad if they don't get picked up by another team. So that's so far um, what we saw there today. Yesterday, Cade Warner got cut. That's uh, Kurt Warner's son. Yeah, he did nothing in the preseason. He had one catch, I think, in the first game against the Steelers. I, I don't know. Um, and then Ulysses Gilbert got cut. I believe that's the guy that hit Rashad White late and got that big fight in in practice uh, when practice first started, when training camp first started. I think that's who that was. Um, besides that, just some other names that nobody will recognize. So it's pretty much what we thought. There's a couple of surprises. But Saturday night's game, dude, what I liked about it, very few mistakes really low on the penalties. Baker Mayfield, once again, looked perfect. I don't think he had an incomplete pass. And he had a beautiful touchdown pass to Chris Godwin. Just threaded the needle right into the end zone. Looks like him and Chris Godwin already have chemistry. He hit Chris Godwin, I think, three or four times on some great passes. One time, Chris Godwin kind of turned around in the zone while uh, Baker Mayfield was about to get sacked. Boom. Dip, you know, Just dumped it out to him. Ten-yard gain, first down. Looked really, really good. Um, but yeah, Rashad White looked good Saturday night. He was gashing them for eight, nine yards at a time. The offensive line it was the first time we saw Tristan Wirfs at left tackle. How'd he look? Great. He's he's Tristan Wirfs. And actually the whole O line looked pretty good. Even Gedeke on the right side looked pretty good Saturday night. Okay. He I got mean, beat a couple times, but yeah, could that be because of the competition? You know, they're facing Yeah. Not the I think it's a different stage. it's a different scheme too. Like we're gonna run the ball way more. Way more with this with uh, with Canales' offense, and it's going to be creative runs. But Gedeke's a good run blocker; like he's a mauler. It's the pass blocking he's had a problem with. Um, but but it's going to be fun to watch. They haven't really put out; they've only been showing like five percent of their playbook. But they did a jet sweep to Cade Otten for ten yards the other, about twelve yards. I've never seen that. Like I've never seen the Bucks do it where the tight end goes into motion and they hand the ball off to him. And then uh, Coe Keefe made a nice crackback block. And uh, Auden has speed for a tight end. He hit the edge. Boom. 12-yard gain. I was like, I'm standing up. I stood up off the couch. I go, did we just hand the ball off to the tight end? That's 
pretty badass. But there's a lot of play action, a lot of motion. Uh, Baker Mayfield looks super comfortable. I was worried about Baker Mayfield. I have zero worry about Baker Mayfield now. I'm more worried. My biggest concern for the Bucks is our schedule and our head coach. Mm-hmm. That we that schedule is brutal, especially the first five or six weeks. It's a it's a toughie, man. I mean, real tough. We got the Eagles. We got uh, we got uh, the Buffalo Bills. I mean, it, it's just it's a gauntlet, dude. So. We'll see what happens, but at least from what I saw Saturday, it's not going to be a complete train wreck. It's not going to be the uh, the Mike's or the uh, the Lovey Smith Bucks. I really don't think that. I think we still got a ton of talent, and uh, they look like they want to play. So pass rush. JTS had a nice sack. He had a, he had another play that was almost a sack where he tackled the quarterback for like a one yard gain. He looked fast. So we'll see. We'll see, man. Sports Illustrated has the Bucks. This is a new, uh, what do you call? It? I guess just well, just predictions for the season. Yeah. Sports Illustrated's Connor Orr predicted the Bucks to finish two and fifteen. That's well, the, that's the latest one. Well, that guy can suck it. <laughs> Saying that they're going to be overmatched this year, he said that the Buccaneers are going to be overmatched. Uh, I don't know how Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask will pilot this team through rough pockets of games, including weeks eleven. To 16, where they face two legitimate Super Bowl contenders, yeah, along with some uh, other teams that should be rounding into form by then. According to Orr's predictions, the Bucks are expected to lose all of their regular season games except for Week 7 against the Atlanta Falcons at home and the Week 13 matchup against the Carolina Panthers at Raymond James Stadium. While the Bucks are predicted to have a losing record, Tampa Bay fans believe the Bucks will defy all odds and reach the playoffs for the fourth consecutive season. They do reach the playoffs. They match the franchise record set by the Bucks in 1999 to 2002. I mean, they need some upsets. Obviously, they need to upset a few teams. But I mean, I think they. I think we could beat the Tennessee Titans. I think we could. I think we could beat the the Falcons twice. I think we could beat the Carolina Carolina Panthers twice. So there's five games right there. So it's not complete. We should be able to beat the Bears here at home. Uh, I think that first game, you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago. I think the first game versus Minnesota is going to set the tone for the season. We if might they be get able to win, win that. There, we if, might. If they get a win there, you know, then you get you get another. It's just a, it's momentum, right? So if they start uh, winning some games, get some confidence early, you know, you got Philadelphia pretty early too. Um but, you know, you never know. It's a new season. These people don't know. They're just making predictions, too. They can make educated guesses, certainly. Sure. Trust the experts, right? But, I mean, you never know. I would say if they lose in Minnesota, then they come home and lose to Chicago. Yeah, it might be a 2-15 and 15 season. But if they win in Minnesota and then beat Chicago yeah. it, at home, you could be looking at a decent team. You just, you just don't know what you're going to get. Till. So I'm looking forward to it, though. It's a new era. We're coming off the Brady hangover. He gave us some great years. Mm-hmm. So glad to have him here. We got a Super Bowl out of it. Worth it. Yeah. And I mean, even if we stink the rest of my life, I mean, we got we had Tom Brady win a Super Bowl here in Tampa. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Doesn't even seem real at all. Um, totally worth it. Um, I got to tell you, though, one of the things I saw on Saturday, too, it was the first time our starting defense was out there. And I saw 
a legitimate pass rush happening. And I thought to myself, if that comes together, that that can be a big, big difference maker. Because I don't care how good your team is. If your quarterback is under pressure, it ruins everything. So my first thought was, Kirk Cousins is a tough dude. Like, I got a, I got a lot of respect for Kirk Cousins. He, he is. Yeah. He's a tough, tough dude. Like, I think two or three years in a row, he he led the NFL in taking hits. Mm. And he just keeps getting up and playing. Bruises, battered, just the guy doesn't miss games. He's a tough son of a bitch. But he's also been known to throw some picks under pressure. And he, he's a human. And if Shaquille Barrett, if he gets back to form where he was three years ago when he had 19 and a half sacks and led the, led the NFL that year, if JTS comes into his own and he looked real good Saturday, I know it's a preseason game. I'm, I'm not freaking out yet. But then you got Clancy, the rookie, who's being compared to, you know, greats like Warren Sapp and Aaron Donald and things like that. And you look at his film from college, and he's just a problem. Like, he just hits that, that gap. That's sounding gay. Uh, but, but, you know, he's, just, he's, a, he's, a, he's a problem in the, in the middle of that line. Vita Vea playing next to him. You know what I mean? If Devin White decides that he really wants to play for that $100 million contract or maybe more, then, then we get the best version of him. Levante David's still very good. You got Carlton Davis. You got uh, Jamel Dean. You got Antoine Winfield Jr., who's also in a contract year and he's already an all-pro. If that defense can play lights-out defense and the pass rush can cause a problem for people, then I think I think we're in a, we're, we're in a position to upset some folks. Are we going to upset the Eagles? Probably not. We're going to upset the 49ers? Probably not. But can we upset enough to win nine games and squeak into a wild card? Who knows? Maybe. We'll see. Like I said, the first two games I think are going to say a lot about the season. I think they're going to predict how it goes. Is it going to be what Connor Orr says from Sports Illustrated? If they drop the first two, yeah, probably. But if they... If they up, I don't know if you call it an upset. Everybody's zero and zero, right? Yeah. The first week. So I don't know. What is Minnesota projected to do? I mean, they overachieved. They won like, what, 13 or 14 games last year. But most of the games they won were comebacks in the fourth quarter, like last minute. I know it still counts, but I don't think they're as good as their record showed. I don't know. Here's the thing. Like, when you look at talent across the board – the Bucks aren't that much worse than a lot of teams. I mean, the big question is quarterback, right? That's your leader. Well, Baker, I think, deserves a shot with a, with a good receiving core and a decent, comfortable surrounding. And also, he's matured. He's a different guy, even in press conferences. He seems like he's way humbled and way, way different. If he protects the football, I think, I think he'll be all right. His best year was when he had uh, Nick Chubb running, running the ball like crazy. Rashad White could be that guy. Rashad White's a tough, powerful runner. And with him being like the sole guy, you know, he's the RB1 now. It depends on how that goes, too. Nobody knows until it starts happening. Rashad White could be, you know, the, the, the standout comeback player of the year. You don't know. Baker Mayfield may win. He may win comeback player of the year. You never know. If he wins 10 games and takes him to the playoffs, he's, play, he's comeback player of the year. It'd be wild. It's a lot of pressure on him, but this is a great opportunity. For yeah, him too. I mean, I know that Baker, 
you know, has kind of said that he, he wants to be here. He wants to be a fixture. He wants to stay beyond the one year. He just had the the event where he was doing his charity uh, foundation. Yeah, him and his wife have a, have a foundation. foundation here in Tampa already. So yeah. it's their plan to be here. And if he wants to be here, that means he's got to perform. Well, he's also playing for a, a, a contract. Yes, right. So right now he's on a, on a sweetheart deal for, what, $10.5 million. But if he if he crushes, let's say just wild. This is a wild thing to even suggest. Let's say they they not only have a good season, they have a great season. They win the division. What if the Bucks come out and win twelve games with Baker Mayfield, and he throws forty touchdowns and fifteen interceptions? He's going to make fifty million dollars next year. He's going to the Bucks are going to have to pay him, and they will. If he did that, he will be a $50 million man, which isn't even that crazy in the NFL now. There's people making oh way God, more than yeah. that. But he, if he did something like that, he would make $50 million. If he had a, If he took him to the playoffs and had a decent year, let's say 30 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, he's still going to make $30 million. They're going to pay him. They got to at that point. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.